You want to make mom smile this Mother's Day? You can start Mother's Day with flowers or surprise her with gifts from the brands she loves delivered the very same day with DoorDash. Wow, that's a great idea. Moms are such a gift to us and we should treat them the same way with gifts, especially on Mother's Day. I didn't know DoorDash was doing that. That's exceptional. If your mom has a sweet tooth or if she's a tech enthusiast, beauty connoisseur, if she's outdoorsy, no matter what she's into, you can make her smile with a fruit or flower bouquet, makeup, tech gear, workout wear, and more, all deliverable through DoorDash. Get all your Mother's Day gifts all in one place and get 50% off your next order up to $15 when you spend $15 or more on your next flower, convenience, grocery, or retail order now with code THEO. That's T-H-E-O. Order using DoorDash today. Terms apply. You know, I use Keeps to keep my hair. I want to keep it. I want to take care of it. You know, I used to work on a farm, and now I'm, I'm, I'm basically a hair farmer. I farm my own hair. Two out of three men will experience some form of hair loss by the time they are 35. Keeps offers a simple, affordable, and stress-free way to keep your hair. If you're ready to take action and prevent hair loss, Go to K-E-E-P-S dot com slash Theo to receive your first month of treatment for free. That's right. That's K-E-E-P-S dot com slash Theo to get your first month free. K-E-E-P-S dot com slash Theo. I've got some new tour dates to announce. April 25th in Phoenix, Arizona, the Celebrity Theater. Um, that's a new show that's been added. Also, May 11th, Westbury, New York, outside of uh, New York City. And July 2nd, Las Vegas at the Encore Theater. The other show there is sold out. Those tickets are available now at theovon.com slash T-O-U-R. We now have Be Good to Yourself crewnecks available in light blue, maroon, and cement. That embankment gang color, you know it. Check these out along with the new windbreaker at theovonstore.com. And thank you for your support. Today's guest, I mean, this lady's got that. I mean, she got the voice of just, I mean, you want to climb in her throat and just, and just start a family or knit an American flag. You just want to dang just Betsy Ross around her tonsils, baby. She's just, I mean, she. She has a timeless voice. It sounds like it just comes out of the core of the earth. And just, I mean, it, it's just like a beautiful train just rolling through years. She's got it. She won the Female Vocalist of the Year at the 2022 Country Music Awards. She's also an actress. You may have seen her on the show Yellowstone. Her new album, Bell Bottom Country, is out now. And uh, I'm just... I'm grateful to be spending some time with her, getting to know her. Today's guest is Lainey Wilson. So 
normally, yeah, when things get busy, it's interesting how they get. You don't know who you're talking to. You don't know what you just did a liner for. You don't know what's going on. It's crazy. And I also like thought people were kind of full of it when they're like, I don't, I didn't know what city I was in. I didn't know what day it was. Yeah. It's true. Oh, sometimes I'll be halfway through the statement. Uh, what's up? And I will have to check in my head. Do you know what this no. is? There's times where I, all day long, I'm like, all right, I'm in Salt Lake. Yeah. I'm in Salt Lake. Yeah. I get up there and I'm like, where am I? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yep. Yeah, it's, it's kind of, it, it definitely, get, it, it can be kind of challenging. I think just because of how quick things, how quick things happen and how busy you can get. Um, can you move this a little bit in and down? Yeah. But you can also move it if you feel like I want you to feel like caged. Up. Yeah. Oh, look! If you want to let loose, <laughs> I can unscrew it. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love okay. your voice. Thank you. Yeah, Thank it's you. really nice. Thank you very much. Um, it's a gift. I feel like to the whole world. I'm sure a lot of people feel that way. I feel like when you're singing, like somebody's singing from like, I feel like somebody's singing from the past. I mean, I feel like it's really? coming from like, yeah. I just feel like there. It's like coming from another. I'll take that. Thank you. Like plane or something. I'm like, it's almost like. Sometimes I feel like I was born in the wrong decade. Really? Yeah. I mean, who knows what I was doing in a in a previous life. But I, yeah, I kind of have some weird feelings like that too. So. Yeah? Yeah. Like, do you think of a time, like, do you feel like there's a time, like, do you get a sense of what is going on around you at that time? If it was a past? I mean. I don't know what it was. Um but I do feel I do feel like a little bit of an old soul. I don't know. I don't know if it's which I have some family members and stuff who I think kind of feel the same way. So maybe it's just something like a, a little thing kind of passed down. But, yeah, I wonder who I was. Who mm. was I? Yeah, who were you? <laughs> who were you? Oh, I know who you could have been. You could have been like a train conductor, but before they had a whistle. So you toot, had toot. to also be the whistle. So you had to be like, uh-huh. <laughs> like you had to really belt it out, you uh-huh. know? I'm just trying to think of something where you'd also have to be like real verbose and like let them know, you know? Toot toot. Yeah. Toot, toot. That's yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> and what if he would have come or what if somebody else was a conductor and you just were, you were the horn? Like they didn't no, have a horn. No, I was a caboose. Don't even play. Oh, I was, okay. I was the caboose. <laughs> I have seen some videos on TikTok. You were Dude. probably the caboose. You were probably the caboose. And when I tell you, How I can't even that? get on yeah. TikTok without. People I'm, really coming for that rump, huh? Coming for the rump. I'm like, I've been in Nashville for 12 years trying to do music. And here we are. The butt goes viral. And I mean, they they find the music through the butt <laughs> yeah, yeah, and they look. plan on sticking around. But it's, uh, look, yeah, I'm think, trying to embrace it. Yeah. Nothing will keep a man around like some butt, I think. That's right. So I think That's right. I'm like, whatever, whatever makes them listen to the music. Yeah. Hey, look, sometimes they start with the bass section, you know, before they get to the treble, you know. That's, yeah, that's exactly it. I think that's all it is. I think that's all it is, too. You know? I mean, I didn't know how to feel about it in the beginning. I was like, I thought it was going to be just this little little tiny viral thing. And next thing I know, weeks later, I'm still seeing big old butts. Yeah, what was that? Can you pull that up, uh, Ben? If you find that TikTok, I don't even know. I just remember seeing that. And it was like... um. <laughs> Some yeah, it was like a side angle of you on a stage, and and then with it the was, leopard pants. Yeah, now that'll my, probably that do it like too. That was like an optical illusion. I don't think my butt's really that big. I think it was the leopard. <laughs> I mean, maybe the leopard had a big butt. Oh my! That maybe. is see. Wow. That was that was a good day. My also, this God. is a wide screen. 
Let's be honest. I mean, look, I'm just saying. Y'all doing me dirty. This is 16.9, baby. I think whatever that is, that thing is. Uh, <laughs> you got that silver screen I rear. Know. Dang, that thing is. That's, uh, uh, it's out there. Yeah, that cheetah must have been strong. Huh? What's, what's weird is people are like, where'd you get that from? And I say, I get the, the width from my mama and the depth from my daddy. Really? My daddy's got a, he got a little booty on Does him. Does he? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I used to date a girl, actually, and she had her father's butt. Oh, my God. Yep. And it was always like, I don't know, it was so hard for me sometimes to like want to mate with her sometimes. Because you're just thinking about her father's butt. I, mean, I wasn't thinking about her father, but it was like a very distinct looking buttocks, you know? I got to see this girl's butt. I mean, she was beautiful, but she had... She had her father's butt, kind of. I think, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. I shouldn't even say that. I don't know what was going on. She listening to this, too, and she knows exactly. <laughs> She's like, yeah, he talking about me. I hope you, I hope not. Um, <laughs> congratulations on, on your uh, two top. You have two songs in the top ten right yes, now, right? Yes, which is crazy. Both That's about so trucks. Crazy. Yeah, both about trucks. Wait in the um, truck, heart like a truck. I know. So, so, uh. Yeah, I mean, it's just amazing. And you're, I, I just want to start, like, because some, some audience might not know you, right? So I yeah. want to start. Well, let's look at this TikTok. Let's look all at right, it real fast. Because right. I want to well, see Well, there's it. a bunch of them. I want to see it again. And who is there's, that guy? I don't know, but there's a lot of different versions. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this was opening for Morgan this past summer. I had been eating real good this summer, you know? Hey, come on. Yeah, they look like frog legs almost right there with those pants in a way. Kind of, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, you look lovely. That's awesome. Oh, my gosh. That's, That's awesome. the security guard down there in the corner. He like. Oh, he's still writing letters to you. Oh, yeah. He's probably in a minimum security facility right now. <laughs> You're probably right. Um, you are originally, we're both from Louisiana. I know. That's cool. Different parts of Louisiana, but. Yeah, you're up from, you're from. I'm from Northeast, so like about 30 miles south of Monroe. Okay. A little town called Baskin of like 200 people. Oh, wow. And you're from Covington area? Yeah, I'm from Covington, so. Okay. And Baskin, is that near, because I used to work up near Natchez. I worked on a farm in, uh, outside of Natchez yeah. up near like Not Vidalia. too far from Natchez. And, Vidalia uh, and, and Faraday. Faraday. Yeah. We yeah. had a good time over there. Alexandria. Yeah, we'd go area. to like, where is it? Okay, there we go, Baskin. Dang. That's it. My God. Yep, yep. There it is. You blink and miss it. We have a, a caution light. And we what's the caution for? Is what is somebody, is there a miss, somebody who misbehaves? It is in a town? speed trap. When oh, I tell you, if you go through Baskin, you better slow down. Oh, God. I got my first speeding ticket at 15 years old in Baskin. I had to go to court. Well, of course, you, there's nothing for them to do. They have to give you a ticket. Like, well, probably. we got to do it. We got to yeah, yeah, yeah. pay the bills. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, wow. but I've, I've been in Nashville for almost 12 years. Um, got here August 1st, 2011 in a little camper trailer. Did you? Yep. I lived in a camper the first three years I was here. And uh, I'm just too hard-headed to leave, honestly. I don't know how to do anything else. This is it. Yeah. Is singing, now do you sing, do you also play, in, you play instruments? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I play the guitar. I can play a little bit of piano by ear. But um. Yeah, I love it. My daddy taught me a few chords on the guitar and wrote my first song at nine years old. I knew, I mean, my family took me on a trip when I was nine. It was like a couple of weeks after I had written my first song and we were driving back home to Louisiana and we drove through Nashville. I remember where I was on the interstate. 
I was looking at the Batman building and I, I told my mom and daddy, I said, this is home. I just knew it. Really? I knew it. I knew that I was going to be a part of of this industry. I just didn't know when or what that was going to look like. And yeah, this is has always been the plan. Wow. Um, and so when you're starting, so you're a child and how do you get into music? I mean, obviously, Louisiana, there's a lot of like music passing through there. That's I mean, right. You could have a, you know, a, a sip of off, off a local hose and you, yep. you know, you, you might have a couple notes just get lodged in you. It's yep. definitely... It's in the world there. What? Uh, how did that kind of start for you? Like, I mean, did your, mo- did your mother or father play? Daddy played a little. Mama, bless her heart, she can't carry a tune in a bucket. I'm talking about like really? she sings the loudest in church. Mm-hmm. But like even Jesus is getting mad about that. He's like Ooh. looking Ooh. down, like that's of the devil. <laughs> <laughs> that's of the devil. Um, but she loves music. She loves to dance. Um, on both sides of my family, I have people who play like musical instruments and stuff, but in Baskin, I mean, country music is more than just a genre. It is truly a way of life. And so growing up, you know, listening to a lot of nineties country, I just, we eat, sleep and breathe it. Yeah. We talk about music. We sit around. If I was riding the tractor with daddy, like that's what we were listening to. And it was really a soundtrack to our lives. And so I I didn't even realize as a little girl that country music was like a genre of right. music. I thought it was just, you know. That's music. That's just it. Yeah. Wow. That's interesting. And what about for you down there? Well, what I'm trying to think of the first song I ever even heard, I think, was Bon Jovi. Yeah. And I was lit like a, this babysitter was giving me a ride to YMCA camp. <laughs> And she played it. And I'd never been like in a car like with a woman before that wasn't my mother. And so I think it like everything seems so like real. Yeah, 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 yeah. So my memories were like very alive, you know. And so I just remember being there and (laughs) she let me put her seatbelt on her. I remember it. Oh, my gosh. Because I think I was like, I was like, you know, we got to be safe. You got to be safe in here. Let me buckle you up. Yeah. So I think she put mine on. Then I was like, oh, let me put yours on, you know. So Uh I took mine off. And then when I put hers on, I was like kind of close to like her body. And so I remember like, oh, man. So then I was like, let's put yours on again. Right. I just remember I kept like. (laughs) Let's unbuckle. We didn't do this the right way. (laughs) Let's do it again. So I put her seatbelt on like seven times. And then finally she. um (laughs) We start driving, and she put on Bon Jovi, and I just remember hearing that was like the first song I ever heard. Really? Um, The first time I ever heard a woman sing that I remember, I was in high school, and they had, I'm sure I heard stuff on the radio, but um, some girl in our talent show at school played like a Jewel song. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And it was like, dude, I like didn't even know what was going on. Like I was like- Mesmerized. Oh, mesmerized. It was just like, cause I never, it just was so beautiful. It was like, it was yeah. like a woman just sitting there playing the piano and singing. And it was, oh, yeah, I fell in that feeling. Yeah. Did you play in like talent shows and stuff at school? Was that, I mean, yeah. what was school? I mean, if 200 mm-hmm. people are in town, how many are in school? Oh. I had to go over to the town next to me. Okay. Um, there was a elementary school in Baskin and my mama taught there. My granny was a principal and, um, but even going over to the town next to me, I mean, I still I only graduated with 24 kids, and that was one of the biggest classes they've ever had. Wow. So you know everybody. Everybody knows you, and it's like the the best thing and the worst thing, you know? Yeah. They'll be yeah. there no matter what, but they'll be there no matter what. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, it's so small, I guess, huh? Yeah. Like, did you – so was – 
was I guess it was the kind of town you probably had to have like a boyfriend from like a young age. Was it like Dude, that kind of town? Yes. I mean, I dated the same boy for seven years. Wow, that's so popular in those type of communities. I know. I, it, it really is. And now like when I see like if I, I have a songwriter buddy or whatever, if he's got like a daughter and and I've realized they're, they've been in this relationship for a long time, I'm like, tell her not to do that. Yeah. Like, let go sow some wild oats, you know, like at the end of the day, you might end up together. Right. But there's a big old possibility that you are going to change. You're going to be a completely different person. I yeah. mean, I'm a different person than I was five years ago. So you just change. Yeah, 100%. And so did you go to like prom? Was it like all of that? Like it was like all the same boyfriend, huh? Yeah. Wow. Well, there was one year where uh, we had broke up for a couple months and yeah. I went to five proms that year. Oh, damn. I, at that point, I was just asking. I was like, anybody need a prom? <laughs> I'll go with you. <laughs> <laughs> but um so i want to go back a little bit to like just like when you were growing up like what was it like like was it uh so your mom worked at the school yep and what'd she teach over there um well she taught second grade for a while and then she taught the gifted and talented program oh, she did and so she loved that um and my daddy he's a, a banker and a farmer he does like crop loans for farmers and uh -huh. um farms corn wheat soybeans oats I mean, they had us doing stuff all the time. Yeah. It's crazy how much, like, growing up on a farm taught me just about life. Yeah? In general. Huh. I mean, you get up every day. I mean, even when it comes to, you know, what you do, you get up every day, you roll your sleeves up, you have good years, you have bad years. Oh, they have, they have a lot. It's a tough, that is a tough yeah. business. I mean, some a tornado could roll through. A flood, anything. locusts, anything out the second half of the Bible, all yep. of that comes through. It does. And then you got to worry about the, the all the loan side of it, the financial side of it. That's right. Yeah, I remember when I would work on a farm, we would get up, yeah, we'd roll out at like 6.30 and... Mm-hmm. People would like, yeah, you just eat like gas station food yep. until you got to lunch. And then lunch was kind of a big, if you had a nice deal, unless like you were planning, then you had a pretty decent lunch. Oh, yeah. And when I got home, I literally, I remember laying down. It was the first time I ever just, and then just woke up the next day. It was like. Oh, you were tired. I was tired. Yeah. Yeah, it was nice. I know. We used to, like during the summers when I was too little to actually help do anything, daddy wouldn't ever let me plant because he knew I'd mess that up, but he would let me disc up the fields and stuff like that but we would take food out to the field and let the tailgate down and kind of that would be our little picnic table and have all the farmers come out and yeah. it's it's a a good childhood memory yeah i bet yeah do you remember um like having like a real like like connection to any female singers when you were young like was there anybody that really was oh, yeah. like I mean, Dolly Parton. Oh, yeah. Everything about the woman. I mean, just the way that she carries herself. I feel like she don't let anybody run over her. Um, she kind of tells it how it is with a like a little bow wrapped on top, you know? Yeah. She's just incredible. Singer, songwriter. I've actually never even met her. Really? But um, I think I could. I've learned a lot from her by not meeting her. So I can't imagine how much I would actually learn from her if I sat down with her and yeah. Got some advice. I mean, that would be absolutely insane. But yeah, her, um, and I love Leanne Womack. I love, I just love 90s country. Um, everybody from Shania to Reba to Trisha Yearwood. Like, I feel like those, Faith Hill, those were the voices that were around. Yeah. What did Leanne Womack sing? I Hope You Dance. Oh, yeah. 
the full I remember the first time I heard I hope you dance I was in sixth grade and my teacher came in with a little boom box on her shoulder and she played it and even in the sixth grade I remember how that song made me feel and I was like whatever this feeling is like I want to make other people feel that way wow that song yeah music's so wild like that I, I realized that in the past year that a lot of music it's like you sometimes you can't put into words what you're trying to say right mm -hmm. and a song will do that it's like it it's like uh it's just such a gift because it'll do that for you, you it's know? crazy yeah i mean i have a hard time completing you know full sentences but i oh, can write yeah. a dang song like <laughs> but i bet i don't know if out of basking if y'all could if, if everybody would have got together in a meeting if y'all could have put a sentence together no i don't know but i don't know i'm just saying louisiana dude it's you like, know how it is Oh, bro, you won't see a. I mean, there was. I remember one kid turned in a paper and had no punctuation in it one time in our class. That sounds about right. And the teacher even showed it to everybody. She's like, "I've just never seen anything like this." I mean, that's how we you talk. Know? Yeah, I was just never. We well, did right how we talk. <laughs> but I love how. I mean, there's so many different like dialects and stuff in Louisiana. I feel like from where where you're at, it's way different than where I'm from. Oh yeah, where you guys, it's a lot more farming up there. Yes, it's a lot more. I feel like young gestation i want to kind of say like mm -hmm. you know a lot more youthful people getting you know mm -hmm. pregnant and blaming it on god but yeah, really they're seeing that's right. somebody that's right you know i feel like there's a lot uh -huh. more um <laughs> just kind of secret like i don't know what, I, what i'm trying to say no kinda. i i agree i feel like south louisiana folks kind of just leave it out there yeah. What you see is what you get. And for some of the North Louisiana folks, too, it's that way. But there's also a little bit of that, like, we're going to act like it ain't happening kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, act like the Lord's really involved. Oh, yeah, you like, know? the <laughs> Lord made me cheat. He <laughs> he asked me to, you know. Yeah, uh, man, the Lord bought me another drink. The Lord, like, he did what? it. He spoke to me. <laughs> yep. I've been um, there. Yeah, I'm trying to think of... um. Do you remember going? So, if you went to like a high school dance, where'd you go to that at? Um, at the school, at the. I mean, were you guys at like Winsboro or something? Where were you guys? Were in you Winsboro. 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 That's where I went to school. Yeah, we used to go. I think to a grain elevator there. I'm trying to think of what did we do there. We went. Oh yeah, there was grain elevators. Was there? Oh yep. Yeah, there I was... think when I was working on that farm, we would go up there to drive. Maybe it was to work. I, I, something like that. Yeah. We go to Winsboro. There's sometime. a big old grain elevator right there in the middle of town across from the Walmart. Oh, so, dang. Yeah. Deer Park. Where else would we go to? I don't remember. Um, Not many people know Winsboro, so I'm surprised that that's why I didn't even say. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's wild. Um, well, we go up there. Yeah, sometimes like, I, I feel like that was it. I don't remember that well. But it was fun, man. Yeah. I enjoyed it. One time I was... Cause it always, I was just like a, a hand, you know, on the farm. So I would just do whatever. Yeah. And, uh, one time I had to paint this house and I was worried about the bees getting me right. Cause they had a lot of bees out there. So, uh, yeah, there you go right there. That's that grain it. Grain elevator, baby. That's it. Put that grain away, boy. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I put, I made this Visqueen suit, right? Out of like Visqueen and duct tape, right? Yeah. So I got on this ladder and I'm painting and these bees are like hitting me and I'm just like You're invincible, like... right? But what I don't realize is the heat, it was probably maybe 94 or something. Oh, shoot. So suddenly I start to see like at the bottom of my, like these like feet I made on the suit, because I went really in on this suit. It was pretty nice. 
there's just like water kind of pouring out of it. I'm like, where, where is water? And, and then I just realized I was just was losing you. water. Yeah. And, uh, and it was bad, man. They had to put, they put me in a tub of ice at lunch and. Oh my gosh. People were scared. Yeah. And dude. one guy's praying. I'm like, dude, call the police. Don't <laughs> pray. Bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, I respect oh, the prayer, uh-huh. but, but also <laughs> text 911. You're like, this guy's lighting candles and stuff. Call 911 and then pray. Yeah. So we had a little bit of a different plan. <laughs> you know, I like keeping my hair. You know that. I'm a hair boy. And I'm a hair man. And I want to tell you what helps me is keeps. You know, uh, getting dialed in and being on a program makes me at least feel better. In addition to medically helping me with what's going on. More than 50 million men in the U.S. suffer from male pattern baldness. Keeps offers a simple, affordable, and stress-free way to keep your hair via expert-recommended hair loss treatment. That's right, personalized treatment plans that are recommended by a licensed medical provider and delivered straight to your door. You don't have to sneak into an alley or go visit a little hair wizard somewhere underground or something like that. They offer 24-7 care and support, and it's low cost with Keeps. Treatment plans are affordable, typically half the cost of pharmacy prices. That's right. Whether you're looking to prevent hair loss, stimulate hair growth, or just take better care of the hair you have, Keeps has you covered. It has me covered. Remember, remember prevention is key. Treatments can take four to six months to see results. So act fast. If you're ready to take action and prevent hair loss, go to K-E-E-P-S dot com slash T-H-E-O to receive your first month of treatment for free. That's K-E-E-P-S dot com slash Theo. To get your first month free, keeps dot com slash Theo. I like to start my new year off with uh, planning. This year, my goals were to vape no more and to have a morning routine. Some of you may be uh, wanting to budget better. And if that's part of your year plan, I can tell you that a credit card consolidation loan from Lightstream can help you pay off your credit cards and lock in a low fixed interest rate. That's right. Rates start at 7.99% APR with auto pay and excellent credit. Plus, the rate is fixed, so it will never go up over the life of the loan. That's it. You can get a loan from $5,000 to $100,000, and there are absolutely no fees. Just for my listeners, apply now to get a special interest rate discount from Lightstream and save even more. The only way to get this discount is to go to lightstream.com slash Theo. That's L-I-G-H-T-S-T-R-E-A-M dot com slash T-H-E-O. Subject to credit approval. Rates range from 7.99% APR to 23.99% APR and include a 0.550% auto pay discount. Lowest rates require excellent credit. Terms and conditions apply and offers are subject to change without notice. Visit lightstream.com slash Theo for more information. Um, do you remember like going to like a high school dance or like being in love when you were young? Like, what was that kind of like? A shit show. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was drama. Like, I thought that's how it was supposed to be. 
you know, like you fight for each other. No, you don't. Oh, yeah, yeah. You don't have to fight for each other. Really. You really don't. And it took me a long time to, to realize that. But uh, that's kind of the mentality in some of those, you know, small towns. Oh, yeah. I think there's so much like um, I feel, I feel, I'm losing all my words today. But there, there's like a lot of stuff is kind of romanticized. So it's like, you know, we got to do this. Yeah, it's we us gotta, against I got a tiger world. by the tail. Let's go, you <laughs> yeah, know. Yeah. So. Yeah, um, it was, but high school for me was, it was fun. Um, I will say that I'm not friends with hardly any of the people that I graduated with just because we're living completely different lives. I might, there might be another person out of my graduating class that's not married with kids. Um, Right. Were you a loner? No, I wasn't a loner. Like I I had like girlfriends and stuff like that and um but man, just like we were talking about earlier, like people change, things change, and sometimes you figure out who people really are, and it sucks. Yeah. Um, but I will say, looking back on it now, um, I wouldn't change it for anything. If anything, it kind of gave me that boost I needed to be here in Nashville, because I might still have, you know, oh man, I need to go, I need to go back there and and hang out with my with my girls and. You know, having those ties or still dating that same old boy. Yeah. It kind of gave me that push of like, no, you get out there and you and you start your own life. Mm-hmm. Like I, I spent a handful of nights in my bed last year here yeah. in Nashville. Wow. So. I'm so you're on the road that much then? Every, between that and filming Yellowstone and um, yeah, we are on the, we're on the road a lot, but we're trying to, you know, burn up the road, strike when the iron's hot, hot and. Got to take advantage of this viral TikTok ass thing going on. Is that really what you feel like is kind of? I'm just no. playing. <laughs> okay, but it's I mean inter- a little bit. <laughs> it's interesting how you get onto people's radars. It's so hard to get onto people's radars. Right? I know, I know. What kind of stuff do you follow on TikTok? Oh my gosh, um, I follow like a few of my friends, like my songwriting friends, mm-hmm. Meg McCree, Ben Chapman. I love looking at their stuff. Um, but I follow like stupid stuff. I love like watching people fall down. Yeah. I love um I love watching like little puppy videos, you know. It depends on what kind of mood I'm in. And every now and then I'll be scrolling, I'll get some, you know, like somebody preaching at me and I'll then I'll get into that and yeah. I'll be like, you know, if you watch the whole thing, you're gonna get another one. I'm like, oh the Lord, he trying to <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He getting me. Oh yeah, I bought a God is my girlfriend sweatshirt the other day off of somebody's <laughs> I ended up on some link. <laughs> And now I got that coming. I just hope it's not too small because I feel like that's not the sweatshirt. You no, 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 no. Absolutely small, not. Yeah. That needs to be a big one. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think what I watch. I follow a couple of like like uh, people that have like disabilities for somehow. A lot of people like if like now yeah. it, it used to like now people kind of champion if somebody in their family has a disability, you yeah. know. Um, so I follow a couple of folks like that. Yep. I follow this little baby named Samaj, this little black child who is so just so adorable cute. with his mother. Yeah, they're all he's always he always says he has to go to work and then he has to go to his second job. Uh-huh. Um what else do I follow? Yeah, I get it. Sometimes the Lord will yeah, the Lord. Yeah, he'll rolls stop you through. dead in your track. You'll be like watching something you ain't supposed to be <laughs> <Yeah>. watching. <laughs> and then the next one will be like, Stop. This one's for you. Don't scroll. <laughs> you know? Oh, um, <laughs> I don't know. So then what is, uh, what has, what was like a first job that you had growing up? Did you have a job? You said. Oh, yeah. 
I impersonated Hannah Montana. Oh, you did really? I really did for five years. No way. I started in the eighth grade. So I would do like, like just... three or four parties a weekend. But whose parties were there? If there's only 200 people in town. Oh, no. I, I went like... everywhere. It's... So the first party I did was um, for my eighth grade teacher. And she had just bought me a little Hannah Montana wig. And she's like, will you just show up to my little girl's party and pretend to be Hannah? And I just took it too far and went and bought the karaoke track. I already had a portable sound system. <laughs> and so I, I put on a show on a flatbed trailer. And when I tell you, it spread like wildfire. Wow. Next thing I know, I mean, I'm playing in Mississippi and Arkansas, Texas. The last place I did it was at St. Jude. Dang. Um, like I would open up the show or I would at least ask like, can Laney open up the show? And they're like, who's that? And I'm like, person you hired to do this job. <laughs> so. Oh, so you would do both characters. Yeah. I would try to because I'm like, let me take advantage of this. Um, let me just get up there with my guitar and see if they like my stuff. Yeah, that's a great idea. So, yeah, I did that for five years. I played with. Did um, you ever get to perform it for Miley or no? I've never met Miley. You haven't. But we got to do something together at some point because. I mean, I can't get away from the Cyruses. The first song I learned on guitar was Achy Breaky Heart. Oh, wow. So, yeah, it's got to happen. I might as well be a Cyrus at this point. My ache. Yeah, I met some guy that da- I think dated one of, uh, that dated Molly for a while the other day at a party somewhere. But uh, I don't know if I've ever met her. No, maybe I met one of her sisters. Um, mm-hmm. She's got a lot of siblings, huh? Yeah, there's a lot of fa- Cyruses keep popping yeah. up. You I know. know I'm like, feel- dang, I didn't know they were. Okay, yeah. yeah. Okay, like, okay, Ricky Cyrus. You're yeah. like, all right, I don't know about that. Uh-huh. You know? <laughs> like, okay, Deontay Cyrus. I don't, that sounds. Deontay, yeah. Everybody's trying to be a Cyrus. Yeah, I feel like a lot of, there could be a lot of faux Cyruses going. Um, I did a lot of, like, you, you, I'll say whenever I first moved to Nashville. Yep. Um, when I was living in my camper trailer. Uh, and were I mean, you living in there with a man? You were living in there by yourself? Oh, by myself. Oh, dang. Girl. Yeah, 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 yeah. Did you have a security animal? Yeah. Uh-uh. So long story short, um, there was a guy from Baskin mm-hmm. who wanted to move to Nashville and do music. And he ended up becoming a songwriter, producer, and had some success like in the 90s. Okay. But he wanted to move in the late 70s. And uh, my grandfather, on my daddy's side, he gave him just like a few hundred dollars to kind of help him move to Nashville and get started. So as a favor in return... Like he was my mentor kind of growing up. He'd stop by my house whenever he came home to Baskin and stuff. And, okay. Um, he let me live in his studio parking lot out in Bellevue for free for three years. So I hooked up the trailer no. to the water, the Wi-Fi, the electricity. I mean, I flooded the thing. I was having uh, plumbing issues and nobody wanted to help me work on the thing so you know yeah. i've got my daddy on the other line and he's like well do this close off your valves fill up your tank then you know let it run for a while undo it and let it kind of flush out while i fell asleep and the entire dang camper trailer flooded it's uh i mean the the floor eventually started rotting out you know you just had to be careful where you were stepping oh, yeah jump over the other part to get to the bathroom you know oh yeah it's like dance dance revolution kind of in there at a certain Oof. point you know especially in a bad trailer They'll, when they start to go they start that, to go. that's right yeah i mean the whole thing needed to be redone and um i remember one time i was i was taking a shower and um i had just started these like kickboxing lessons or it was some something called hot box here in town where it's like super hot but you're boxing and um (laughs) 
You know what it is? You've been there? I mean, I used to, I've been super high in a very small pickup Yeah, yeah, truck. yeah. You know what hot boxing so, is. Like, the other hot box. Yeah, and I've not been able to get out. So yeah, I yeah, freaked yeah, out yeah. before one time in a truck and yeah, almost kicked my way out of a window of a, a well, Ford Ranger. Yeah, well, that's the way I felt because how camper trailer um, shower doors are, they've got the little latch on it so you can close it when you're traveling. It's not like flinging open. Mm -hmm. And I remember I was sitting there showering and... It was ankle deep water. My propane was running out, so the water was cold. My God. shower head fell off. I'm showering with a water hose, and then I, I'm like, you know what? This is some shit, but whatever. So I try to, you know, I'm just like, <laughs> I'm gonna get out of the shower, and it's gonna be a better day. I get to go, you know, push on that door. That dang latch had closed. No, I was stuck in there. I, but you know what? Them kickboxing lessons came in handy because I, bow, right out. Bow. God dang. <laughs> oh, put that cheek in there, boo. Get that leopard leg. Out I did. There. I sure did. Uh huh. Don't mess with me. <laughs> Dang, dude. I'm trying to think of. Uh, yeah, my sister had lived in a trailer for a long time, and she was so funny because like a branch fell in their trailer, right in Louisiana. She lived out in Gonzales, and mm -hmm. she had such a positive attitude. Like one day she sends me a picture. There's a branch through their kitchen, right through the kitchen. <laughs> And like one of her kids is like sitting on the other side of the counter eating cereal. Like they're just so like kind of nonchalant, yeah, like right? And there's a bird on the branch and she goes, look, Theo, look how beautiful, right? And like, I'm like, I wish my perception of the world look was like that. Look how beautiful. Right. Look at this bird in our home, right? Like, like, look how cool. Wow. Honestly, I feel like I just learned a lot from that story right there. Yeah. I mean, she Seeing just, the good. You got to see the good in everything. Yeah. She had the good going on. Um... So what else can I ask you about? I mean, obviously you're you're with your career growing, it's quickly, it's crazy how quick you can get to places where you're like, okay, I could maybe work with Miley Cyrus or I could maybe work with Dolly Parton. Like it's probably like yeah. it's kind of like it's that's crazy. Wild. It is wild. And Mandolin and I, I mean, we've been working together, which is my manager for everybody listening. Um, we've been working together for eight years. Have you oh really? Oh my gosh, we have, yeah. And, um, I mean, she was setting me up co-writes and stuff when, I mean, nobody would give me the time of day. She's like, y'all got to listen to her. And everybody's like, who? No, sorry. But, um, we have, we've been like, I mean, we're best friends. We work very closely together and we've dreamed up a lot of these things. I mean, everything we put on our list for last year, we've accomplished that. Wow. And then, then some, so we were talking the other day, it's really cool to be able to, to dream a little bit bigger. It's like, my gosh, like, it's really not that far-fetched. I mean, we got on a tour bus last June. I've been traveling in a flatbed truck for 10 years, you know, yeah. and that seemed far-fetched. And now here we are. I mean, the wheels are turning, and um, we're going to do it. We're going to accomplish everything on our list this year. Wow. Yeah, I love that. I don't even think we've made a list, but we're going to make a list. She's made the list. <laughs> Well, it's scary. Yeah, she probably has. That's good. Yeah. It's scary. Like, yeah, making a list and realizing that you can actually, like, when you start to achieve some of your dreams, it's kind of scary, kind of. It is. And I'll say, you know, I, w I think I'm prepared for what's going on, but there's absolutely another level of pressure to look good, sound good, be good, be on, be prepared for everything. Yeah, be fancy enough. Yeah. Yeah, I seem mean, the right way. But some of that, I think, is also a trap, I think, especially I feel like with country music. I feel like 
people come there because they want I love stories, right? Yeah. And so that's why I think I love a lot of country and singer-songwriter right. stuff is because I, I want to know the start. I just want to hear the story a lot yeah. of times, you know. That's right. Um, so I feel like it's at least a genre where in a universe where you can be a little bit more You can. Normal? Yeah. You don't have to look like you got it all together. Yeah. In I fact, don't, I'll tell you that. I do not and yeah, the less you have it together, the better. I mean, look at Morgan's an example, right? You know True. what I'm saying? Morgan is like he's Morgan, relatable and yeah, he stays. I mean, hell, he lived, he lived in like a like a dupe. I was like, how do you live here? Like, you can't. Yeah, you're too popular to live here. Yeah, right. Yeah, but um, he tries to stay as relatable as possible. Yeah, I think he does a good job of that. A lot of those guys do now, you know. I know. Party John Party's kind of the same way. He's out there feeding his animals. I and know. Screwing around. I think, I think you like, got to do things like that. To I mean, if we're gonna write about it, we got to do it. Yeah, I've had some experience with it. I think you know. That's right. But that gets scary as your life gets bigger and busier. It's like you don't have some of those same exact moments, you know. For sure. Um, I did just buy me some land here around Nashville, and I'm excited to, you know, kind of get back to some of that because. When I first got here, I mean, I mean, you just can't afford to to have animals, and you can't afford to. Oh yeah, it's expensive. Yeah, so, having an animal. Yeah, I'm trying to think of what kind of animal you would get. I want to give me some horses. You do? I I grew up on a horse, and can you be on a horse easily? Oh yeah. Oh really? Oh yeah. I definitely. I mean, we rodeoed a little bit. Me and my sister, we were. PRCA Rodeo Flag Girls. No, what is it? That big old butt stayed in a saddle. You know really? what I'm talking about? <laughs> oh, really? Now, is your sister pretty cheeked up? Oh, what's she going pretty on cheeked up. It, it ain't as far out, but yeah. it's definitely as far this way. Okay, okay. You know okay. what I'm saying? Yeah, I like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she ain't going nowhere in the saddle either. She got that J in the tray, baby. She, That's what yeah, I like. Yeah, and her name is Jana, so. Is it? Yeah. Jana. Jana. And does she have a couple children or not? She does. Oh, yeah. She's got two little boys, Knox and Ledger. Oh, wow. And they are bad. Yeah? They're cute, but they're bad. They live in Louisiana? They live in Louisiana. Oh, God. They sound like damn train robbers. Uh-huh. They probably will be. Yeah. <laughs> I know. They probably will be. Now, I love them to death, and they um they got to come to a show I was doing with Luke Combs out in Oklahoma City. That was the first show that the boys got to see. Oh, wow. And I think they were, like, they had a little bit of an idea what Ain't Wayne does, mm-hmm. but not really until they got to see it, and I think they were a little bit like... Oh, okay. And now they're dancing around the house, singing in the broomsticks, and yeah. like, uh oh, maybe they got bit by the bug. That's how it starts, I think. Yeah. You know, you have to be influenced by something. Something kind of has to like, like physically connect you to things sometimes to know it even exists. Yep. I remember the first time that I saw a comedy. I didn't know comedy really existed. I mean, I'd seen it on television and stuff, but that wasn't enough for me to really get an idea of it. Yeah. And then somebody took me to a comedy show in college, and I was like, oh my and that's gosh, where it, yeah. Like, this is a real thing. I was watching this uh-huh. guy, and I was like, this is a real thing that people do. Wow. You know? Did wow, you guys wow. have, like, a big festival in y'all's town? Did, what did? Because in Louisiana, like- They're known for the festivals. Oh, Louisiana We got a festival anything. for everything. You yeah. got, I mean, literally, I, I went down to, uh, went down over wherever you want, want to say it's at. Uh, we did the Rose Bowl Parade in L.A., and I got to- uh, 
be um i got to be on the louisiana float and represent louisiana you did so and there were lots of queens and i mean there was the crawfish queen there was mm-hmm. a catfish queen there was the frog queen turtle queen duck yep. queen locust frog i mean yeah queens everywhere but maybe yeah raccoon you're like raccoon that's yeah i'm a, like okay that's all right it's just some guy up there like with a this like with a with one, with one of those tank top sunburns uh-huh. on you're like that's my uh, one of my favorite stories about my sister is she was she was trying to do a pageant for the um what was it oh, yeah. the watermelon festival mm-hmm. and she gets out there and she's you know trying to change her accent and stuff and she's like I'm Jana Wilson Kankeska Kent number three <laughs> and then she goes shit in the microphone <laughs> Kankeska Kent. <laughs> she didn't win she didn't win but we had the catfish festival was in winsboro yeah 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 uh, that's crazy Conkeska. you know you're under pressure sometimes you just if she says shit i'd give her a 10 yeah right yeah there. you, know, yeah, you should have like... been the judge because i think they were like no she ain't no queen <laughs> Conkeska Kent. she was in another pageant too um it was like junior miss or something and they were like what does what does going green mean to you? And she goes, don't pollute. <laughs> and then walks off. She didn't win that one either. <laughs> she didn't win that one either. I won Franklin Parish Farm Bureau Queen. Did you? I mean, yeah, that was just like the thing I mean, to I do. You're exactly. just like, ooh. <laughs> I did. I trying to sound really amped. I mean, I bet, but there was, I bet there's a couple, couple broads that lost that are still a little bit TO'd. They about probably it. are. Yeah. They probably are. My question was like, you know, what does agriculture mean to you or, or something like that? And I think the line that like really got him was I was like, agriculture is the backbone of America. Oh, damn. And then they were like, oh, yeah, we're giving her the crown. <laughs> Dude, I lost a spelling bee in fifth grade. I'm not even joking to a girl who after she, who was who was the same year got pregnant and was and quit school. Really? Yeah. She was older, so she wasn't, a, you know, fifth yeah, grade yeah. age. She was probably eighth grade age. What was the uh, word that you didn't know how to spell? Her name was Helena, I remember. And I couldn't do uh, <laughs> inconvenience. Well, I wouldn't be able to do that anyway either. <laughs> I'm like. I couldn't handle it. Damn, I couldn't handle that pressure. Mm-mm. Oh, God, dude. And I still feel every time it comes up, I just. It just takes you back. God, yeah. And then I start thinking about her <laughs> and her child. Every time I hear that word. You need to go down rabbit holes, I know. Yeah. It's really an inconvenient. So, yeah, so it gets a little wild. Um, That's funny. I'm going to uh, Louisiana this week, actually. I got shows you in are? Shreveport and Baton Rouge. You going to get you some crawfish? Maybe some oysters, I guess. Okay. Oyster- are you and if you crawfish? guys can hear on this, some, apparently a neighbor is, uh, we're in Gaza, I think. We're like literally in Baghdad. I yeah, feel like. Something going on over there. Only two times have we ever had like real issues here. And this with when Jelly Roll was here. Well. And then today. I saw Jelly Roll last night. You did? So I, I must be bringing in the juju. Really? I How love was me some he? jelly. Oh, I, I love jelly. I just, I, I worry him. about his health though. Did he look pretty good? He looked good. He looked like he was feeling good. I mean, he, yeah. He's, he's one of my favorites. We're on the same label. Oh, y'all are. Yep. He said the reason he knew he wanted to be a part of that label, <laughs> he said, because I I got on the website and I looked to see, you know, the roster. He said, I saw Laney's old 
redneck hippie ass. We weren't trying to wear bell bottom stuff. I, and then I saw, you know, Jimmy Allen. And then I saw uh, Frank Ray. He's an ex Mexican cop. And then I saw, um, who else was it? He said, it just looked like a halfway house. <laughs> he said, and I said, this is the place for me. <laughs> I'm like, perfect. I'll take that. He's the best, man. A bunch of misfits. People love him. He's so, I mean, there ain't nobody like him. Nope. He is just him. Yeah, he's like a, uh, yeah, there's nobody like him. And the, just his, his stories. Yeah, and you you get, you want to, and you love him. Like the music obviously is great and he's had a, yes. like he even had a number one. I mean, how far did his uh, Son of a Sinner go? It's so good. It did go number one. It's so good. Yep. So. Um, but yeah, there's just something about him and he's got so many great stories. He just, just everything about him. I know. It's like, even if the music wasn't good, you'd still want to root for him. That's but it's it. just a plus that the music is good. Right. And, um, yeah, I think there's just, yeah, you just love him so much. I think that's, that's the, there's, I feel like there's two types of artists in, in almost any genre. I think you're, or in any like template of art, you're either like people are there for you or they're there for the art. That's right. And sometimes it's both. And sometimes, yeah, you're right. But some guys, it's like you get, are you, or or your reason you get into them is one or the other. You I know? know. I mean, it's just, yeah. Because sometimes it's like, I, I like the person so much, I almost don't care what they make. I agree. I mean, I got some buddies, so I'm like, ooh, that is. <laughs> but I love you. <laughs> but I love you. <clears throat> um, Yeah, but I'm going to get some oysters, actually. So I'm excited about that, I think. But oyster, oysters like, are so weird. Oysters are like, I think they're supposed to not be eaten. <laughs> I, here's the thing. For me, it like depends on the day. And I'm kind of the same way with sushi, too. It just depends on the day whether I can actually do them raw or not. Yeah. Um, I will say, if you haven't been in Hendersonville, there's a place called Moby Dickies. Mm-hmm. It's on the water. And I wouldn't normally like eat oysters around here, but um, they have some really good but why wouldn't you eat them around here? I don't know. I mean, I just feel like eating them in South Louisiana is probably a little bit better. That's true. You know? Yeah, it seemed like they how they get up here, you know? Did they Uber? Yeah, they trained I up think here? they Ubered. Oh, I don't know. They might have lift. They use lift yeah, they for might, sure. Yeah, oysters seem like they use lift. Yeah, they, they definitely lift. Because oysters aren't supposed to be eaten. First of all, who would eat if you... I can't imagine... You'd have to be, I feel like, some type of pedophile or something to open something that small and put your dang tongue in. No, you're right. It's a little bit. It's a little bit weird. Yeah. I think we all might be a little weird. It's a little. I mean, it's like, because it's just so small. I just, I don't know. Every time I open them, I feel bad. But I tell you what, I feel like I'm from Louisiana every time I do it. I'm like, I'm doing this because I'm from Louisiana. (laughs) (laughs) You know? Yeah. Crawfish, though. I mean, I could... I'll make a special trip home just to go get me some crawfish. Yeah. Yeah, but that oyster, every time I open it, I feel like its parents aren't home, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just feel like like sneaky. I just feel bad. Just nasty. I mean, I won't say (laughs) nasty, but I feel just nasty. I feel a little bit like a creep, kind of. I agree. So you got into some (sighs) acting, right? Yep. How has that been like? And what was that like? Because also, the main character in. Oh, no, not Yellowstone. I'm thinking of that show, 1942. Have you seen it? Yep. 1732. What is it called? 1650. Well, there's a... <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, 17, yeah. There's uh, several of them. 1923. 1923. 1923. I was going to say, too. Sorry, I interrupted you. Yeah, the first time you met Jelly Roll. 
was your first acting gig, really. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Let's, let's talk about that real quick. Okay. The first time you met Jelly Roll, um, and Mandolin is her manager. She's here, and she just chimed yeah. in and just said that the first time she met Jelly Roll was uh, you guys acted together. No, I was pretty much an extra in a music video that he was doing with Uncle Cracker. No. And they told me earlier that day, um, they were like, we'll pay you $100 if you come out here for the day and act like a drunk person passed out on the ground. I did it, and I never got my $100. So. You did it? <laughs> yeah. I don't even know if I've told Jelly that I didn't get my $100. Dude, I'm going to tell him. He better Venmo me. I know. I know. He better. Uh-huh. I but, don't know. Uh, Cra Uncle Cracker passed away, didn't he? I don't. Did he? I don't know. I don't think he did. He might have. People don't know. <laughs> I feel like he's one of those people that just could have passed away and you don't know, you know? Uh, yep. <laughs> Yep, yep, yep. I don't know. Everybody I feel like <laughs> who spent time with Kid Rock ends up dying. So I better not hang out with him then. No, I'm joking. Oh I love Bob. Gosh. Bob is a nice guy. Um But okay, so tell me about so oh no, but the man I'm thinking of is from Louisiana. He was an actor on that show, 1940 us, uh um uh Faith's uh talking about Tim McGraw? Tim McGraw. Oh, 1883, you're talking about, okay, yes. okay, okay. Sorry, I thought you were talking about 19 something. And <laughs> Thank you, yeah. Tim McGraw, he's actually uh, from like start Louisiana, but um, I had some grandparents that lived in Ward 3, Louisiana, and he got brought home from the hospital to like a little house that was in Ward 3, and my step-grandmother used to babysit him. Really? I've never met Tim either. Wow. But we know a lot of the same people. Ward I've been 3, that's a town? Ward 3. Yeah, you know yep. some small towns. Uh huh. We had wow. So your grandmother used to babysit him. My step grandma. And yep. what'd she say about him? Anything? I mean, he was like a tiny, tiny baby. Like, but still, you can. I think even look at in a baby. She said, "I knew he was a star." And is this it right here? Let me see. Third ward. No, that's third ward of New Orleans, dude. That yeah, is, yeah, yeah. Ward three. It's just like yeah. The third ward, I think, is that's where Little Wayne is. Ward from. three, Louisiana. Who knows it's even like an actual official name of a town, but that's what they call it. Wow, Ward 3. It's like Crowville, Louisiana, and then right outside of it is Ward 3. Dude, I met a girl one time. We had like the student council thing and like all the reps. It was at our school in high school, right? And so I think I was on student council. I don't even know mm -hmm. what I was doing, but I was there. And they had like all these kids came from other places, and I met some girl from Rain, Louisiana. Where is that? I don't know. I'd never heard of it. Rain. But I was like, oh, my God. Sounds pretty magical. You are beautiful, I remember Rain. just thinking. And I just wrote Rain. a big piece of poster board that said, you are beautiful. No, it. you did not. Yeah, I did. <laughs> and I gave it to her. I gave it to her. As you're sitting there opening up an oyster. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You are beautiful. <laughs> I got a warm oyster for you, yeah. boo. Uh, but I remember, yeah. And she said, you should come to the Frog Festival sometime. Ooh. And I was like, I'm oh. in. I'll start jumping now uh -huh. to get there because it was far away. They it was like kind of it was far them it was far away and and uh, I never I think we called each other one time at night and that was it. That was it. I remember I used to write down things on a notepad of what to talk about when I was like talking on the phone in high school or junior high, whatever it was. I'd be like, ask him if he caught any frogs while he was frog gigging. <laughs> ask him how many frogs did he gig. Ask him did he have fun. <laughs> I'm like, do you not know how to have a conversation? Yeah, I know, I know. Lord.
<laughs> but sometimes you don't. I think sometimes you don't know how to have a conversation, especially no. when you're young and you're like talking to the opposite sex. And it's then true. my mom would get on uh-huh. and she would always be like, you need to go clean something. Uh-huh. And it would always be like, what? Uh-huh. When you were just getting to the good part. Oh, there was never a good part, but I was just being alive <laughs> on the phone with a woman. I know. And it, oh, she always ruined it every time. I remember being so nervous. Yeah. It was crazy. Like, why? Because I think it's just your first time you're doing just, it. Like you can't even replicate those nerves as you get. It's no. like, I mean, you're you're like you don't even know what's going on. Yeah, you're I like know. embarrassed. Also, you're it embarrassed. Is, it's embarrassing. Yes, you're almost embarrassed of who you are, like how uncomfortable tr- you are. Yes, that's very embarrassing. I remember that. Like, who am I? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. <laughs> How am I? Do- what do I do? I know. And then seeing a girl at school, like, or that was always weird. And then you, like, had to see him between class. So you, like. And you, like, don't know if you need to make eye contact going down the hall. Yeah. And you just scream, like, I love you. You just down scream something insane. Yeah. Like, you're like, what? Oh, yeah. Do you know uh, how much your subscriptions cost? Do you know? Most Americans think they spend around $80 a month on subscriptions when the actual total is closer to 200 Dang. If you don't know exactly how much you're spending every month, you need Rocket Money. That's right. Rocket Money, formerly known as Truebill, is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. Over 80% of people have subscriptions they forgot about. You might have a one to uh, Butcher Baby or one to um, Asthma Club or something, and they're mailing your lungs or whatever. Well, Rocket Money will quickly and easily identify your subscriptions for you so you can stop paying for the ones you don't want. That's it. I've used Rocket Money. I like it. It helped me figure out that I had uh, two accounts um, on one of my streaming services. I didn't know, and I'm losing cash. Stop throwing your money away. Cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash Theo. That's rocketmoney.com slash T-H-E-O, rocketmoney.com slash Theo. Guys, it's all about confidence. I don't have it, but somebody might. Sometimes you got to get, you want to get that confidence in that shank, baby. In that body shank. You know what I'm talking about, that wiener, baby. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable form and at a fraction of the cost. If you're paying big dollar for those deals, get on, get over to Blue Chew and learn about it. And now they also have Vardenafil Mint flavored chewables, baby. With the active ingredient in Levitra and Staxon. So you can stay hard and fresh, baby. Keep that shank fresh. The process is simple. Sign up at bluechew.com. Consult with one of their licensed medical providers. And once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. And it's all done online. It's discreet, baby. Nobody knows you're getting them uppers. That's it. And guys, here's a special deal for you. Try Blue Chew free. When you use our promo code Theo at checkout, just pay $5 shipping. That's bluechew.com, promo code Theo, to receive your first month free. There was Uh, Valentine's Day. I was 
in seventh grade, I believe. I just switched schools and um, this boy, I don't know if, I don't know if he had a crush on me, but this ain't the way to let me know if he did. But it was Valentine's Day and he goes, Laney Wilson. Uh, you know, everybody kind of turns around and he goes, roses are red, violets are black. Why is your chest as flat as your back? No <laughs> and I was like, yep, <laughs> that's honestly pretty good. I'm going to write that one down. I couldn't help, you know, being a songwriter. I was like, that's pretty good. That's like that's. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're like, that's copywritten. That's Daniel. it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's Shouting stuff down the halls. Oh. I remember those days. Oh, yeah. And I would always lie to my friends and I would say that I had a girlfriend that lived in another town. And I remember doing that. And then my <laughs> first girlfriend, she played softball Uh-oh. and she was strong. Mm-hmm. God, she was strong. Whoop that butt. And I think she was a woman, yeah. you know, and she I remember the bus would come by. She would pick me up. And like kiss me when the uh-uh. bus would come. I swear Pick to God. you up. Yeah, she was strong. <laughs> and literally. I wonder where she's at nowadays. Oh, I'm sure she is. Uh, you think she's coaching? I don't know. You oh, should, yeah. You should look her up. She's coaching some man. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. She's, she's whooping somebody's butt. Yeah, she's. Yeah, yeah. This could, she could be doing chocolate body uh-huh. contests. Who knows? That's her. But she remember, and I remember she would even wrap my legs around her waist. She was like a, she was. And you loved it. I didn't have, I was scared. I was scared, man. And then <laughs> the worst part was the bus would be there and my brother and his friends, and they would yell stuff at us out of the bus. <laughs> when you were just sitting there and just on her like a baby. Had you you on her hip? I didn't want to be. I just, yeah, I just didn't have any other choice. She was so strong. Yeah. She played second (laughs) base and mid middle feet and just outfield. Yeah. God, she was strong. And I think she drove. I'm like, how do you drive? Like, we don't even. Yeah. But she was just so strong. Me and my Um, sister used to drive to school. We were. Who drove? So she was was a little older. And we would park at the hospital and then walk Walk across the street to the school. Wow. Oh, yeah. It was such a big adventure, wasn't it? Oh, it was. And we'd stop by the convenience store in Baskin, get them Crispitos or one of them deep fried Hot Pockets. And Oh, they deep fried a Hot Pocket? Yes. God. They ain't doing that in South Louisiana? I don't think so. I feel like if you went to the gas station, it was a lot more like chicken tenders. And like, I remember they had like a homemade root beer somebody did for a while, but Ooh. it was bad. Ooh. And people were getting sick. <laughs> it wouldn't stop me from getting it. Oh yeah, I mean we drank it for months, but I mean, yeah, people, but we were sick. People were Ill, yeah, <laughs> people's hair was falling out. It was a bad, bad. But it's still good. Yeah, I think it had like Monsanto in it or uh-uh. something. It was bad. It was a bad batch. Um, <laughs> what was that article? Oh, a couple monkeys got. They got a uh, two monkeys have been taken from a zoo. Uh oh. Did y'all have a zoo in Baskin? No, we did in Monroe. And did y'all have an animal petting facility? Because we didn't have a zoo, but we had an animal petting facility that was nearby where you could go and pet them, you know? I think they ended up getting one of those after I had already gone. Not in Winsboro, but kind of like on the outskirts. Kind of like a little safari, like drive-through safari thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, It's like a petting zoo, kind of? Yeah, which I've never been. you never been to a petting zoo? No. I feel like my house was a little bit of a petting zoo. Really? But, I mean, mean, we had horses and... um, a lot of like family members and stuff would have other goats and sheep and, and chickens. Did you have like a cook shed in the back and stuff? Did you guys like? Um, 
Because some people have that in Louisiana. They'll have like a cook shed, you know? I mean, there we would honestly, we'd go to the tractor shed at my granny's house. And we'd, um, yeah, that's they would fry up some stuff. I feel like somebody was always cooking something. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's popular. People like to grill, cook, mm-hmm. and kill something and then just cook that's it. it. Yep. Did your uh, are your grandparents still married? Are your are your parents still married? Yep. Oh wow. They are. They are. They've been married thirty six years. Oh dang. I believe. Yep. My mom and daddy met. She was nineteen years old, and no, they got married when she was nineteen. I think she met him when she was like seventeen or something like that. Yeah. He was going to college, and yep, he swept her right off her feet. They crazy. They the good kind of crazy, but they crazy. Um, yeah, I remember like in, even in like junior high, they'd have like older men or like mm-hmm. guys would come and like bring like McDonald's to like the girls at our school and put it over the fence. And that was oh, like. that'll make them fall in love for oh, real. That's like. Love, dude. Give me a McMuffin. That's all. That's it. The second we saw like a girl from our school walk over to the fence to get fast food from an adult, <laughs> we knew we lost her. She gone. Oh. <laughs> she gone. She oh gone. My yeah, it God. was bad. I just remember because you'd see the car pull up and you'd see him get out, you know, and you'd hear his boots hitting uh-huh. the ground. Like I can't do that. Bag. Like I can't offer her that. Oh, I have nothing. You know, yep. it's over. Yeah, I'm over here. Yeah, just having to eat me a little handful of runts that uh-huh. I bummed off a buddy. Uh huh. And she's over there, and then she'd walk. Whoever it was would walk <laughs> out. You're like, God no. Uh-huh. They got Amber. And she kind of showing it off a little bit, you know, oh, like everybody's yeah. like, how did you get that? Yeah. It was just the biggest deal. Yeah. God, if you had food from somewhere else at lunch. It was cool. You were like a, you were like a, someone that had gone to outer space. Truly. And everybody's looking at you like you're the center of attention yeah. for, the, for the meal. It was good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, that what, is so true. It was just like, yeah, it was just little things like that, man. Do you remember... Um, the first date that you ever went on, like where you went on an actual date? Yep. Um, went Red Lobster. Ooh, yeah. I ate some of them cheesy. Have you had the cheesy biscuits from cheesy there? Cheesy biscuits? Yes. Yeah, someone killed their spouse over a batch of them. Can you look that up? Well, I can understand why. <laughs> I mean, really? For, Are you, you're for real? That really happened? Oh, yeah. Oh, you can Google someone killed spouse over any food and it, there's something. Now, that's crazy. Keep looking. <laughs> so y'all went there, and what was it? Did the guy pick you up? Oh, no. We were, like, real young. It was like we went. This is the guy that I dated pretty much my whole life. He right. was, like, my childhood sweetheart. Oh, so it was yeah. like his parents were sitting at another little booth kind of, like, watching us. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember he ordered crab legs. And I remember he, he, like. Um, what was he a damn mayor? <laughs> <Mm-mm>. <laughs> no. God. Um, but he cracked it. And a piece of crab flew right in my hair. And I was so embarrassed. I was mortified. I was over there just enjoying my cheesy biscuit. And that dang crab landed in my hair. And I'm like, oh, he's, and I don't know why, but at 13 years old or however old I was, I was like, oh, he's not going to like me anymore. What do you, even though he did it to me. (laughs) Dude, in Southern Louisiana, that's like catching the bouquet at a wedding. You're right. You're right. If you get a piece of crab (laughs) stuck in your hair. Yeah. That is dang good luck. I know. I I think you're right. I didn't know to appreciate it then, but I do now. That's hot magic. Yep. So that was my first date. And I think we got that, um, is they have like this big old chocolate chip 
cookie skillet. Yeah. Now that right there, I could just eat that for my meal. Oh, yeah. Well, some places, you know, in the Midwest, they'll have pie first. They'll be like, do you want your pie first really? before dinner so you don't, so, to make sure you have room for it? It's real common. You walk into like a, a lot of diners there and they say, do you want your pie first? Wow. And I get it. I mean, I'd rather have the pie too, but. Yeah. But to say, yeah, but I, I, it's just interesting. I've seen that over there. Um, but sp- speaking of like like real official dates and stuff, I did not have like a real official date until a few years ago when really? when somebody, actually, <laughs> Mandolin, manager, she was setting up my dates too. <laughs> really? Setting up my co-write, setting up my dates. She literally told her friend from school, she was like, Lainey has never been on like an official, like, you know. Somebody ask you to go somewhere like like a first date, right? Like an official date, because it's always been like I hung out with a dude or whatever, and then we would go get some food. Yeah, but it was nice. He showed me what it was supposed to be like, and and did he pick you up? Um, or you meet him there? I met him there. Okay, because it was a first date. Yeah, I met him That's there. That's kind of that, that makes sense, kind of. Yeah, I met him there, but it was he was a gentleman. And did he? Um, and did y'all? Did he um, open the door? Oh, yeah. Like, he walked me to my car. and then oh, that's nice. Then we went and kind of... It was one of those things where we knew neither one of us, we weren't going to date. He was kind of just doing me a favor. Okay, okay. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to take this girl out. Like, he knows that I, I was just too much for him. I mean, really. Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, he's just... Wow, what happened? Going, was he very... Like, I mean... Was he small? No, 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 no. Not small, but like, I'm just... I'm pretty sassy are you and spicy oh dang. yeah i can't help it really it's just that louisiana thing yeah and now were you violent too or no no okay no he fed me good oh that's good and then. yeah you got to sedate him a little bit we knew like after we hung out we were, i was like yeah we'll, we'll be friends it'll be you know when we see each other we'll catch back up and a good boy he showed me what it was supposed to be like oh he showed me that like yeah it's it's okay to still be traditional I like yeah. being traditional. You do? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I like tradition, I think. I like a lot of traditions in uh, <laughs> in our country, I think. You know, I just think tradition is good stuff. I, I think it's like, it's nice to have like patterns and stuff, you know? I agree. I uh, mean, at the end of the day, like I can, I can tend to myself and, and take care of, you know, like I don't need somebody to open up a door for me, whatever. But every now and then it's nice to feel like, yeah, oh, that's, that's very nice. Yeah, I got it for you. Yeah. yeah. Um. Do you remember the first time you ever had a kiss? Do you remember it? Yep, I had braces. Oh, dang. we went Who in. Kiss somebody with braces on, man. It a was... pervert. <laughs> no, yeah, that's pretty somebody sick. Somebody is a pervert. That's pretty man. sick, bro. Dang, bro. <laughs> yep, but oh, if I'm kissing somebody with braces on, bro, take uh-huh. me to jail. Yep, bro. yep, yep. <laughs> we were insane. out in a little shop. They were like. And what do you mean? There's like machines and stuff around Like hammers and oh, you know, wrenches yeah. and stuff hanging on wall. I was at my friend Katie's house and her boyfriend had just left. And I thought, tonight's the night. I'm, I'm going in. So and, you planned it. Well, I knew it was happening. Okay, I right. could just tell how he was acting like, he's going to try to kiss me tonight. So I need to be prepared. But I was a little too prepared because when I tell you, I just opened my mouth up wide yeah, and yeah, did this. Yeah, me too. I literally was like trying to eat his face or something. I don't know why, like... What made me think that I needed to just do this? <laughs> <laughs> that ain't how it goes. It took me a minute. 
But I, it didn't run him off. Really? He liked it. Well, yeah, look, if some chick comes at me with an open mouth, I think I'm going to figure it out, you know. <laughs> But that yeah, would terrify that is, me. Oh, that was that's spooky. Yeah. That happened to me. I was playing. We played spin the bottle in this girl I loved. Oh <laughs> my god! And he messed it up with that kiss. I'm like, there's no way she might really like me. And it was like, yeah, I had the chance to kiss her, and I was like, I remember like leaning forward into the group, and I couldn't even feel my arms. They were like, they felt like they belonged to somebody else, uh-huh. and somebody like who was like. Like somebody I didn't even trust. It was like oh, yeah. they were just like rattling, dude. And I felt like you could hear my freaking bones uh-huh. rattling. And I'm like, oh my God. And then I just and opened my in. mouth. I'd seen that on mouth TV, I think, like open. open mouth. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and everybody was laughing. And then I remember I almost like, I felt so like. So y'all I, didn't go in like a closet or anything to. No. It was y'all just right going to do it right the out there. In, in a, that's That's terrible. They shouldn't have done you dirty like that. God, it was horrible, man. And then I knew I felt like a fish trying to eat something. Mm-hmm. And then I felt so sad. And then I remember thinking, oh, man. <laughs> that's it. That's it, you know. And then I saw this other real creepy dude later that night brushing that girl's hair by the fire. And I'm like, at least I'm not that dude. Yeah, no, that's, yeah. That guy's a real creep. Uh-huh. I wonder what he's doing now. <laughs> I don't know. I could imagine time. Yep. <laughs> um, what? Uh, so, tell me about acting some. So, I know some about your career, right? Yep. And I and, and I know general stuff, but um, and I know some specifics. But I, I like to just yeah, you know, see what you think about stuff. So, was that scary? Was it like? I mean, obviously, it's exciting because Yellowstone's a big show. Yeah. But was it? Would you think of that? It's a big time commitment with acting. Oh, for sure, it is. So. Yellowstone, I mean, they've been great to me. Mm-hmm. They put several of my songs on the show, which really just introduced me to a crowd of people who might not listen to the radio or stream music. I mean, I, I have people still, you know, come to the shows and they're like, before your acting gig, like, I, I found your music through Yellowstone. So it's crazy to think that a show's soundtrack is really, like, that helpful. But for Yellowstone, it is. It truly is. And Taylor Sheridan... Um, the writer and producer, mm-hmm. he's just been good to me. I mean, he called me last February and he's like, he said, I got this idea. He said, I want to create a character specifically for you. And he said, wear your bell bottoms, sing your songs, pretty much be you. But um, go by a musician named Abby. And I mean, this is my first acting gig. I've been acting a fool my whole life, but this was like, <laughs> you know, the real thing. And this was like yeah. a, a, a huge thing considering it was my first too. Um, but I had so much fun. I didn't know what to expect. I will say there are a lot of similarities, like with what I normally do on a, on a daily basis and that, I mean, like it's a lot of hurry up and wait. You get ready for the scene. You, you're waiting for your, you know, your moment to shine and you got like a few minutes to show them what you can do, you know, or even when it comes to like learning the lines, it's like learning a song that I didn't write. Mm -hmm. Um, but everybody made me feel so comfortable i mean i became great friends with a lot of them beth i mean she is yeah. kelly riley mm-hmm. she is so badass and she's actually really kind uh when when we f- first met because my very first scene was with her bring her up there buddy uh-huh. kelly riley bring her up on there kelly riley you know she's british oh yeah i know about them yep she british so you should have heard mine in her conversation we needed a dang translator yeah 
But she's great. She's still, you can t- tell that she's still got that spitfire spirit about her. Mm-hmm. Um, but she is a, a good human. I mean, she made me bath salts. and Oh, dang. She, I was like, okay. I thought you were going to put me in a headlock. You're making me bath salts. Bath salts are, <laughs> people die from them, though, huh? Yeah. Well, we're going to do the right thing with the bath salts. <laughs> okay, I'm just saying because. Yeah, maybe she's trying to get rid of me. Yeah, if somebody <laughs> rolls up. Yeah. I never thought about it. Yeah. I'm going to call her. Yeah, man, that's swimmer's myth, they that's call it. it. That's it. That shit is. That's, uh, is that's some hardcore stuff. No. Um, wow. So, but tell me your first scene when you got to get out there and do it, because that's when it's scary, when they're like. At when the when you know when they say action and it's on like you got to get that line out and oh. your brain is like listening to you say it yeah it's like you get stuck in that space kind of I mean what was any of that like was it I'll tell you I was I was real nervous um, that day but I have I had a lot of family members praying for me that day for oh, me yeah. to not be nervous and for me to just kind of be in my body and people were sending me good vibes and um, I really think that helped because when I got out there to do it. For some crazy reason, I was not nervous at all. It was like I had been doing it my whole life. And I'm like, kind of freaked out that I wasn't nervous. You know? Wow. I was nervous for the kissing scene, my first kissing scene. Oh, y'all I, were kissing on there? Dude. Yes. I dang. said, I'm going to be on okay. the dang church prayer list back at home. Maybe Crab up your hair, boo. Pants. That shit is fucking okay, this time. I didn't know what to expect with all that either. I'm like. And who was the man? Um, He goes by Ryan on the show. His name is Ian Bowen. He's become a dear friend of mine, too. He's actually one of my biggest champions. I mean, he just he shows up to shows. He knows all the words to my songs better than I do. Well, heck, you kissed him. I'd freaking probably follow you. Yeah. Yeah. He's following me. Um, Bring up that man if we can, huh? Bring Let's him up. Smooch buddy. Ian Bowen. Ian Bowen, and he's out there lip-locking out there. That's right. And it wasn't his first rodeo. Oh, dang. He's handsome, huh? Yep. I mean, he's all right. I mean, all the cowboys on that show, they, yeah. It's a real, it's a real lot of handsomers on there, huh? Uh, a lot of handsomers. Because I've seen the other one. I haven't seen this show. Yep. I know the, some of the cast, but I've not seen this show. But yeah, yep. he looks like a handsome guy. Oh, look at that, huh? Oh, yeah. I mean... Dang. We got down to it. That was the first, our first little interaction. And so, did you guys talk before it? Yeah, huh? Yeah, we did. We uh, we actually had a a few days of working together before we actually had to, you know, do the do the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we just got to know each other. And I mean, I didn't <laughs> like I said, I didn't know, I didn't know if like we really needed to go in or like right. go in or whatever. I mean, y'all made on there too, or is just kissing? It's just kissing. I mean, I wake up in a tent in one scene, Mm -hmm. um, so it's kind of up to your imagination. Oh, dang! But you know, that's that's as as risque as it got. Well, my imagination, uh, it has, yeah, yeah, it's it is not allowed around me anymore. Uh huh. (laughs) Put that thing away. (laughs) Oh yeah, yeah. Better take the batteries out of that thing. That's right. Um, wow, that's so wild. So isn't it isn't it interesting, Lenny, to feel like your dream's coming true? What is that kind of like? Oof. You ever able to get in any moments like that? Because that's kind of interesting. Like, you know, a lot so many people have dreams in the world, and you, it's hard to, you know, not all of us get to have them come true. It's, that is very true. It's I feel very lucky. I feel like 
we talk about this all the time, but it seems like the stars have to align over and over and over and then over again. And they got to align again, you know, and I mean, you can work hard and, and keep your head down and and do your thing or whatever. But it's still it's got to have a little bit to do with luck, too. Um, I feel I feel like I've been because I've been here for so long and working at this ever since I was nine years old. I'm 30 years old. You know, I feel like I've been like preparing for the race. Like I finally entered it. And just now I'm about to run it. I mean, it feels like it's just beginning now. So I don't think I haven't had a moment where I'm like, oh, I've made it. I feel like we're doing it. You know, I feel like things are coming to fruition, but I also feel like there's a lot more shit to be done. Yeah, it's really interesting. Yeah, it's almost like when you've because there's times there's times when you're going through your career, you're like, I should be having this opportunity right yeah but then you realize later that if you'd have gotten those opportunities at that point you wouldn't have no. even been ready nope you're right i'm glad it's taken me a long time i mean and not that long you look lovely by the way and Thank i don't you. think you look a I don't day look over 30? probably 20 oh 20, i like you or 20 and uh-huh. a half maybe oh okay I'll take it. Or 22, sorry. And I'll keep going until we get, you know, until everything seems okay with uh-huh. everybody. No. <laughs> yeah. I, I will say, for the longest time, people made me feel like, like, don't talk about your age in this town. Yeah. Like, it's going to date you, you know? But at the end of the day, I'm I'm proud to be 30. I'm proud, you know, that it has taken me this long because I feel like time is a part of my story. And I I feel like it's... I don't know. You know, I want to I want to show little girls and boys that sometimes it's going to take you a little longer than some folks. I mean, I moved to this town and people were passing me up left and right, getting mm-hmm. publishing deals, getting record deals. And at the end of the day, sometimes slow and steady, you know, is better. And I feel like I've been trying to do brick by brick, just one thing at a time, because I want longevity. I don't want to just be a flash in the pan. And I'm not I'm not doing that. So uh, you couldn't be, I don't think. Um. I don't see how it would even be possible. And it's funny because if if I listen to heart like a truck, right? Mm-hmm. But you're 24 years old. Mm-hmm. I it's not it I don't believe that. Yep. No, you know? I've been through some stuff. Yep. And I'm proud of it. It's been hard. I mean, there's definitely times where I wish it wouldn't have been that way. I mean I mean, even it's weird because like I I'm experiencing like really great things with my career right now. Even when I was filming Yellowstone, I was going through, like we were losing my daddy. Oh. Um, he ended up surviving, but like he was spent two months in ICU and I was having to actually a few of those scenes right there. Um, I would go over to the corner and cry and then come oh. back and then shoot it again. And it just seems sometimes I'm like, man, am I supposed to go through these things so I can be more relatable to people and, and be more understanding and be able to write the kind of music that people are really going to connect to and listen to. And that's kind of what I chalk it up to sometimes because, I mean, life ain't easy. Yeah. It is what it is. You just got to keep rolling. Yeah. And sometimes it's like, I don't know, I feel like sometimes like God has a way of reaching people, right? And Mm -hmm. not to make it religious or anything, but it's like sometimes you're just part of that way. That's right. You know, and it's not even... Yeah, it's, you have talents and stuff, but it's like sometimes some things they're so, especially with music, it's mm-hmm. like, man, this thing is, and so many people have written and, you know, there's other people playing and it's like really to make this thing, it's like it takes a 
a, a village. It does take a village. You know? I like the best way for me to explain it to people who ask about the industry. I just say it's like the artist is like at the center of the wheel and there's a million different spokes. I mean, you got your label, you got your management, you got your business manager, you got your tour manager, you got your band, you got publicity, you got publishing, so many different spokes to the wheel and all of them have to be turning fluid. You know, they all have to be lining up. And if one little thing is off. You in a ditch. Yeah, you in a ditch. You in, you you're in on a, a unicycle in a dang ditch. That is it. Yeah. That is, that's the best way to explain it. With crab in your hair, boo. Uh-huh. Um, what happened with your father? He was sick? Yes, it was actually a fungal infection. Oh, dang. That um kind of took out the left side of the inside of his face. What? So anything that this fungus touched. Just it turned to dirt. It's like the most like aggressive type of fungus there is. How do you get it? Um, I mean, it could have been from the farm. It could have been from the barn. Anything like that. Super rare. Super rare. And he's actually the with the people who were kind of like leading the case and stuff. He's the second person to ever survive it that they've worked with. And and with a few of the doctors, he's the first one to ever survive it. But he had nine surgeries. In a month and a half, they kept going in to remove the fungus, and then he had a stroke on top of all that. So, oh man, that must have been heartbreaking. It it was, and it's he still got a little ways to go. But actually, this this past week, a big old praise report. He went back to work several, like just for like a couple hours, just to go up there and kind of bullshit with some of his friends. But oh, that yeah. right there, but that's work in Louisiana. That's work, and that's also just that's a, a big old step. So. Wow, I must have been. That must have felt awesome for him. Yep, I'm ready for him to be able to. I mean, he's still driving the tractor and he's doing stuff like that, but ready for him to start having some more interactions with people because I think just interacting with with people is healing in general. Yeah, you've healed me today. Oh, <laughs> well, thanks. Back at you. Yeah, I feel. I've just felt so off. My, I don't even know what's going on today. I get it. You do. I get well, you're it. You're moving right now. No, I trust me. For me, it's like, it's just like that mojo that that you find right before you go on stage. Sometimes it's hard to find that, like impossible, impossible. Yeah. Is it, is, are there, are there shows and obviously I'm sure all your shows are great. Are there shows and moments where it's like, are there some shows where for some reason you're, you're able to hit another gear? I find that with yes. comedy. I don't know if it's like that with music at all. Oh, it absolutely is. Um, I feed off the crowd. And you probably do the same exact thing. I feel like it's like an energy exchange. Like if their energy is up here, yeah, that's where I'm at. If their energy is down here, that's that's kind of where I'm at too. Um, I mean, one little thing can throw the show all off. Like the other night, <laughs> I had somebody spit at me. Yeah, I'm like, why are you going to pay for a ticket then spit at me? Like I ain't trying to fight nobody tonight. Yeah. And I had that in my brain the whole night, oh. you know. Yeah, And then it kind of. You then go down rabbit holes of why are they spitting at me? They, yeah, huh? <laughs> who's spitting? Yeah, and you honestly, see somebody just spitting like dip, and you're like, fuck him. You just start losing on I'm anybody. Like, there he is. Yeah, That's yeah, him right there. there. Get him out. Some guy's drooling. Some guy's uh-huh. like he has like a Bell's palsy. But yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Guy. That's like, him. He did it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we had a show the other night. Some girl was just what. And usually, at, 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 for comedy, you want people to be quiet. Yeah. So oddly, it's kind of the opposite. You want. 
it to be silenced because you'll use the silence to kind of create the next moment for the yeah, joke, yeah, yeah. you know? So you want them to laugh when they're, you know, when it's funny, but you want them to otherwise kind of, and people want to yell out stuff, you know, and just yell out cocaine and all yeah, kinds of weird shit sometimes, you when know? everybody on the crowd saying, free bird, yeah, free yeah. bird. And I'm like, the amount of times I've heard that. Yeah, so, so yeah, it's like the other night the show was just, it threw everything off so much in the beginning that it was just kind of a bad show, I felt like, you know? I know, I get that. It happens And it's sometimes. hard to kind of come back from it. Yeah. It's hard to bounce. Yeah, sometimes it's hard to bounce back. It's just, and sometimes you just got to chalk it up to that's just how the night went. The crowd sometimes doesn't even know. I know. Yeah, they have no clue. Because mm-hmm. there's times where I'll get off stage and I'll tell my band, like, oh my gosh, I was like struggling tonight. I could not find that that thing. Or I was like, I was searching for that certain feeling, you know? Yeah. And, that's um, what it is. And I didn't get that feeling. So therefore, I feel like I like let myself down or let everybody else down. And the band was like, Oh my gosh, to me, that was one of the best shows that we played yet. And I'm like, is something wrong with me? Yeah. And then there's times where they're like, I did terrible tonight. And I'm like, this is the best show we've ever played because of that feeling. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. I'm looking, it's almost selfish. I mean, I'm looking for some feeling that I think that that I usually get when the show feels good to me. Yes. And they, they have, might not have any clue. No, they're they're thinking that is the best thing I've ever seen. Yeah. That is the funniest thing I've ever seen. It's interesting. Yeah, we had a yeah. Usually, it's a woman that gets crazy at a, at a, at a comedy show. Sometimes it's like a, a a lot of times it's a woman that'll get outrageous, kind of like a drunk woman or something. Yeah, yeah, a real drunk lady. She'll get drunk. How do you deal with that? We end up usually tossing them out. Yeah, yeah. Because but then, then it just sidetracks you completely. Her and he's like, you know, Muffin never gets drunk. And I'm like, well, first of all, Muffin gets drunk. That's right. And Muffin is drunk tonight. And Muffin got to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We need to put Muffin in a damn to-go box. You I want to meet Muffin, though. She does sound like a good time. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of what else. I mean, obviously, your career just really speaks for itself. You know, I'm uh, I'm grateful that we got to sit and chat a little bit. Yeah, Anything, man. Ben, that you wanted to bring up? For you, do you have little pieces of the puzzle that help you start writing a song, finish a song? Like, yeah. What do you tell those writers listening to you right now? Yeah, I like that. What is it? <laughs> What did he say? <laughs> that is a big old question. You're going to have to repeat it again. Because I barely know Okay, him. basically like, no, here's the, the easy version. Um, What is like my songwriting process like? Because it's probably pretty dang similar to like the way that you write. You okay. Know? Um, for me, the cool thing about songwriting is it's different every single time I sit down. I mean, I feel like some people, you know, they start with one thing pretty much all the time. But... For me, it could start with a melody. It could start with a guitar riff. Um, but no matter what, it always starts with an idea for me. I keep this little list in my phone called my hook book. Mm-hmm. And that's where I just, you know, probably you probably did the same thing. You jot yeah, down stuff. Yeah, mine's kind of seedy women. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So then I'll look through there. But at the end of the day, I feel like I've been given the opportunity to write with so many incredible writers here in Nashville that Mm -hmm. they've kind of taught me how to put myself into the shoes of whatever it is that we're writing about. I mean, if we wanted to write about this thing right here, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) then they've kind of taught me how to like feel that for everything that it is and write from that perspective, which is pretty dang therapeutic. Um, Oh, that's interesting. So you find there's a lot of therapy in it, really. It is. And 
sometimes, I mean, of course, a lot of my songs I have and uh, most of the songs that I end up cutting are songs that are super personal to me. But there is something really cool about kind of just stepping outside of your shoes for a minute and put your putting yourself into somebody else's. And that is, it's very freeing. I love it. I love song. I mean, songwriting was my number one. I mean, like I said, I wrote my first song at nine years old. And when I moved here in, to Nashville, that's that's what songwriting was the foot that I led with. Yeah. I figured that was my strength. And that's the only way that I could, you know, maybe get my foot in the door was through my songwriting. So it's, it serves a, a very, it's a special thing in my life. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, I used to love to write music. I used to love to write country songs. Yeah. I used to, yeah, sometimes when I was working on that tractor, I would stop it and I would stand out on it and listen to like Top 40 Country. And it was like Clay Walker was, mm-hmm. he had this song called She's Always Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would like sing that at the top of my lungs. And I used to lo- love to write country music. Um, Did you, uh, was there a point where you thought you would just be a songwriter? Um, I always knew that like does that happen in artists like i just wonder like because sometimes with comedians right there's you do comedy and then sometimes you're like oh i'm just going to be a, a writer and i'm a write for like a late night show yeah. or like a fallon or like which you were just on or like uh you know or i'm gonna write for a comedian yeah but i don't know if, if the, the dream ever goes away to just do comedy but sometimes life gets in the way you'll get That's a right. family or something yeah um, and things kind of have to shift i'll say I didn't want to have to choose. I was like, I'm, I can do both. I'm going to be a songwriter. I'm going to be an artist. I'm going to do it all. But I had somebody who was who I was working with at the time who made me believe you can't be both. He was like, "Really? you got to choose. Are you a songwriter or are you an artist? And I'm like, I'm both. He's like, no, no, no. But you got to like, you got to really. And I'm like, no. Look around at some of the most successful artists. I mean, decades and decades for decades you know they write their own stuff and they sing their own stuff and it doesn't mean that i'm opposed to you know cutting outside songs at the end of the day like i said the best idea and the best song wins um but you can do both look at morgan look at hardy look at look yeah. at all the guys and um, look at Ernest. he used to pitch for lipscomb that's what i'm saying like you can do it you shouldn't being creative you shouldn't be scared to step outside of the box. And in my opinion, that's not even really stepping outside of the box. It's just singing the stuff that you wrote. Yeah. And he who's going to sing it better than you? He you know? was so wrong. That really seems to, yeah, that amps you up. I'm, I'm ready to fight. Dude, I'll fight. Yeah, you can beat the shit out of me if you want. I've been I beaten might. by women. I might. They going to uh, put it on on the camera. We're going to do it afterwards. Uh-huh. I mean, we'll do whatever y'all want, honey. <laughs> Look, we'll do whatever what do people want. want. Look, we'll, I'll open a Bible. You can beat the damn devil okay. out of me. If we That's want. gonna be hard to do. That's gonna take a few Bibles. That might take an hour. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna give Mandolin a Bible too. We're gonna beat the shit out of you. Dude, Bibles should come with a little bat. What am I feel like? Some of them, you know, because uh-huh. some people really need to be beaten about. That's right. Um, okay, so what's coming up then? You just have two. You have a lot of touring. I mean, how does that end? Yeah, this was my song. Yes. She's always right. Did you ever hear that song? God, I fell in love every time I heard this dang song. Uh-huh. Yeah, I used to love that one. Love it. It's a good one. Oh, Clay Walker. Um, all right. I've well, talked maybe, your ears off. Yeah, it's okay. It's been nice. Thanks for your patience. Thank you. Thank yeah. you for having me. This has been fun. I knew we'd get along. You did? Yeah. Yeah, I thought we I mean, I feel would. like you get along with everybody, but. Yeah. 
Yeah. I don't know a lot of female singers, really. Yep. You know, I don't think anyway. I might. You might. I can't remember. But um. But anyway, um, congratulations on all your success. You'll just be touring a lot then. Is that what's going on? Yep. We are doing my first headlining tour right now called Country with a Flare. Okay. We got my friends Meg McCree, Ben Chapman, and Leah Blevins mm-hmm. out with us and um, love them, believe in them so much. It's nice to feel like I'm finally able to, like I'm in a position where I could help somebody else because I've had so many people help me along the way. Mm-hmm. It just, that it feels good to be able to do that. Just even inviting them on the, on the road, you know, oh, like, yeah. I could help them. So um, doing that, we are going out with Luke Combs for the stadium tour. Really? Which is a full circle thing for me because he used to come over to my camper and we'd write. And so we're doing that. We've got, I mean, so many things, exciting things this year and um, hopefully be filming some more Yellowstone. We'll see. Dang, it's a lot. It's a lot. So people can just go, well, obviously they can get tickets to the Luke Combs show and then yeah, your tour. My tour is completely sold out. Yeah. We're even moving to some bigger venue. So it's exciting oh. stuff considering... I mean, so last cool. year looked different. I'm not going to lie. It's crazy. Really? Yeah. I mean, I played a, f- yeah, March of last year in Tuscaloosa. Um, we had had a hit with things a man ought to know. And Never Say Never with Cole Swindell was just, it was killing it at that time too. AC, like there were so many things that we had done, but I still could barely sell a ticket. Wow. I sold like, was it a hundred or like 91 tickets or something like that. And a lot of people there were family. And it was like, where, like, where is this not connecting? You know, like, I feel like we we won some awards. We got some number ones. But still at that time, I was pretty faceless. I think that's what happens with a lot of artists. So explain that to me when you say faceless, because this is interesting. Yeah, I think a lot of people know songs on the radio. I think during that time, if you would have asked anybody who listens to country music, like, you know that song, Things a Man Ought to Know? They all would have said yes, but they did not know me. Mm. And that's where the disconnect is. And I think that's really where Yellowstone has been so beneficial because, you know, they see your name up on the screen and and stuff. And then they finally just like see your face and they're like, oh, okay. And then they have to see it a million other times for it to really, really connect. How many times they say you got a... Yeah, you have to have like 12 to 15 impressions for people to even like remember or be like, oh, that's who that is. Let me go check it out. Dang. Because there's just so much out there in the world. I mean, people just. Oh, yeah. Well, it's crazy. I mean, I spend half my day watching mentally unwell people do, you know, go to the mailbox and do regular stuff. I know. And so it's like, yeah, it's crazy because like you said, Lucas Nelson, right? Was somebody you had done a collab with? Is somebody, yep, uh, Willie Nelson's son. Okay, and he nice. is, And Ray Lynn, he has a daughter too, right? Um, I haven't met, I actually have not even met Lucas in person yet either. We, uh. But you guys did a collab together? We did a collab together. Um, so you go in at separate times and do it? Yeah, he actually, he lives in Hawaii half oh, of the dang. year. dang. Yep, he lives out there. I don't And uh, we FaceTimed and, and got it done, but I mean, he's such a cool dude. Is he? He don't even know how cool he is. Oh, man. He's that kind of cool. That's the best kind of cool. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool, bro. Yeah, I think, um, but yeah, like, um, oh, dang. What was I saying? Oh, 
Just talking about like the faceless, like the disconnect. Well, yeah. So to get people to see you, right? It's funny because you could say his name. I've heard his name before, right? Mm -hmm. But it's like, yeah, I wouldn't be able to put his face. It's yeah. hard. You got to get seen. You have to. There's just so much. But this, you know, some of these, like I could pick out this one dude who has like, you know, there's like a guy who's kind of mentally handicapped and he opens baseball cards all day. And I, if I saw that dude, I would lose my mind. Yeah. It's just crazy how they have, you know, different things you're into. Or there's a baby. There's actually two babies. Mm -hmm. If I saw one of those babies You'd in person. You'd be like. <gasps> I would. Dude, you're going to get arrested. Yeah. They would have to <laughs> call the cops. Uh-huh. Like the baby's dad would be like, hey, that's You got to stop. Yeah. Yeah. You got to stop. That baby's yep. real young. But it's true. But it's like just the thing that take your in, take your attention. Yep. Well, I think you've got everybody's attention now. I don't know how you could ever get rid of it. I mean, once I heard your voice, I don't think I could ever. Thank you, man. I could just, it's in my ears forever. Thanks. You know, it is very powerful. Thank you very much. And uh, thank you so much for uh, just spending time with us. Absolutely. We're going to do this again. Now I'm just floating on the breeze And I feel I'm falling like these leaves I must be cornerstone Oh, but when I reach that ground I'll share this peace of mind I found I can feel it in my bones Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Jonathan Kite, and welcome to Kite Club, a podcast where I'll be sharing thoughts on things like current events, stand-up stories, and seven ways to pleasure your partner. The answer may shock you. Sometimes I'll interview my friends. Sometimes I won't. And as always, I'll be joined by the voices in my head. You have three new voice messages. A lot of people are talking about Kite Club. I've been talking about Kite Club for so long, longer than anybody else. So great. Hi, sweetheart. Here's a deal. Anyone who doesn't listen to Kite Club is a dodgy bloody wanker. Jermaine. Oh, hi, I'll take a quarter pounder with cheese and a McFlurry. Sorry, sir, but our ice cream machine is broken. <laughs> I think Tom Hanks just butt-dialed me. Anyway, first rule of Kite Club is tell everyone about Kite Club. Second rule of Kite Club is tell everyone about Kite Club. Third rule, like and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts or watch us on YouTube, yeah? And yes, don't worry, my Brad Pitt impression will get better.